yeah i remember that moment so so clearly because it was a beautiful sunset and i made some pasta, pasta yeah. i made some pasta and we sat down watching the sunset there was and we just looked at each other and was like we are living this dream you know the dream we kept talking about for the past so so many years it's happening in this moment right now welcome to always aligning with your host ashika This podcast is dedicated to soulful conversations with women that are living with intentionality and committed to personal development and self-growth. Join me as I dive deep with guests who are entrepreneurs, creatives, moms, professionals, and multifaceted women as we unpack what it means to live in alignment. I speak with women who have faced uncertainty, endured challenges, pivoted careers, embraced change, and continue to persevere while sharing their stories with vulnerability. Always Aligning is designed to inspire, uplift, and support you through your own journey of finding alignment. For many of us, the American dream consists of a big home, a white picket fence, a two-door garage, and unfortunately, many things to fill up that home. Well, for Smriti and Karthik, that dream is a little bit different. Welcome back to Always Alighting, episode six. This is your host, Ashika. And in today's conversation, I dive deep with Smriti and Karthik, a South Asian couple that has been living on the road in their van for the last seven months. In this episode, you will learn about life on the road, what is van life like, and also how Smriti and Karthik came together through their journey of dating to recognize that they were aligned with their passions for travel, adventure, and wanderlust. Smriti and Karthik, thank you so much for being on Always Aligning. This is a very going to be a really exciting conversation. I can already feel the sense of adventure. Now, just to paint the picture for our audience, I am speaking to you from land in my apartment in Brooklyn, uh, in a in a structured place that is not going anywhere. Where are you guys speaking to me from? We are right now outside Valley of Fire State Park. It's in Nevada. Uh, two hours north of Vegas, we are sitting in a parking lot of a gas station to be able to talk to you. So that is our home right now. And and it's the gas station because of Wi-Fi. Yes, that's right. This is the most secure Wi-Fi spot that we have found near the park. So we were just getting some work done, and we wanted to hop on this call so we can have a chat with you. Well, thank you for being here. Um, I thought that was just a very important question as we set up this conversation to paint this picture of what van life looks like. I mean, we take for granted things like Wi-Fi and laundry and probably closets full of clothes. And, you know, you guys had to actually plan, hey, where are we going to be to have really, really stable Wi-Fi to do this recording? There are so many things... Um, There are so many things that we take for granted that I'm sure you have deeper appreciation for now. Are there maybe three things that come on the top of your mind that you really deeply appreciate for for the life that you were living before you were on the road? Yeah, 100%. I think the first month of van life was all about these realization. You're like, oh my God, I took this for granted. Oh my God, this was so accessible to me. So um of course, Wi-Fi, you know, when they say home is where Wi-Fi is, it's so accurate. Because um, for us, finding Wi-Fi 
is always like we have to plan around it a lot because we work on the road. So Wi-Fi is something uh, we took for granted. Um, what's that other thing? Washrooms, of course. That's like as as basic as it sounds. Like we have to plan our day, uh, like not our day, our morning around where we're going to be using the washroom because we don't have a washroom in our camper van. And uh, what I I I did not know this. This was not one of our pre-screening conversations. I did not realize you guys don't have a restroom in the van. Nope. It was a decision we took initially that it's too tight of a space. And just we don't want to put because kitchen is there, bed is there. I don't want to put toilet right next to it too. So we have navigated the past seven months of our life um, by managing washrooms and toilets wherever we get we can. Yeah, it's 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 not it's nowhere the hardest thing to do, of course, but it's definitely something that you take for granted. You don't even think twice about when you're living at a home, right? I I wish everyone could see my expression because my eyebrows are just like popping, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? That is incredible! Like, how? What? I can't." Everybody is. It's such a big question because. You know, it's it's such a basic and important thing that you want accessible to yourself. But then, the reality is like you you don't plan your entire twenty four hours around where you peeing or what you where where you showering, right? Like in, in an honest basis, right? You do it in the morning, it's over. Then you continue with your day. So that's how we have created our routine. Like wherever we sleep the night before, we keep the washrooms in in our mind where they are accessible, and then do our business and then get going with our days and then wherever we go whether it's a national park or a state park we're doing a hike there are always public washrooms there yeah. and then if there's nothing there is always um the the wild method of uh digging a hole wow okay i have a can of warm of questions now but before i get sidetracked because i'm so i'm so I'm really taken aback by this. I'm kind of shocked, to be honest. You guys caught me off guard. But so you guys have been living in this van life for the past seven months. But Mm -hmm. this was the seeds of this had been planted a few years prior to. So take me back to that time, especially you, Smriti. um, You mentioned that uh, in the early stages of dating Karthik, you just knew he was the one. And it was the values of adventure and the spontaneous trip that you guys took that that really connected the dots. Can you share that moment with me, please? Yeah, I had just met Karthik um, um, a summer and then um, the only uh, interactions we've had were going to clubs or bars or um, uh, gatherings. It was, of course, I enjoyed a certain type of music. He enjoyed that too. So we were bonding a lot on that. But that was just like, okay, he's a nice guy. He likes to have fun. And I'm um, like, he's, he's always there for a good time. But then I... Then he was finishing his summer uh, job in Toronto and he was supposed to go back to Ottawa. And at that point, I didn't know where this was going to go because I was like, okay, this is Ottawa is like a four hour drive. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not looking for a long term, like a long distance relationship. Neither was he, I think. And then I was like, okay, before you go, I had this random idea. You and I should take a trip together because that was for me, I knew if. I wanted to know more how like what kind of person he is but I could never figure it out because of the scenarios we were in like it's just partying and drinking and you know going out and socializing although let's be clear like you can really learn a lot about people by the way they party and how much they can drink okay 
yes so he he uh, got a a green light on those things okay but, good yeah so i was like okay check, he, check check yeah he's my kind of person to party with my taste of music but then there's a whole like i always knew that whoever i end up with the outdoor life is going to be my first first thing that i need to be compatible on so um even though that trip was not necessarily a test i was just more curious to see where our relationship was going to go so i decided let's take a trip together and maybe that will bring up something more um something that we've not experienced about our relationship so far um maybe it'll, it'll turn our relationship into something new so we took this trip he was going back i proposed a trip and um it was sh- such a short timeline his his work was ending in 2 weeks or something yeah and he was supposed to go and i asked him i was like hey um let's go travel i couldn't find an itinerary so i googled on couchsurf <laughs> and you should know people should know what couchsurfing is i think people know couchsurfing it's when you bunk on people's couches right is it, it is, is it free or there's a fee for it yeah. it is free and it was very active back in the days but um but what i found on that platform someone posting that hey we are taking a east coast trip to canada it was it's just me and a friend of mine we are happy to take you along on a journey if you want to split the gas with us so it was strange that these two people just wanted to get company of some other people on the road for the price of gas and i because i had nothing planned i asked her like would you be down if we just send them a message and see if they would like to take us and i sent them a message wait a minute so you just okay hold on so you just met karthik i can't even you just met karthik it had been a couple of weeks or something well it'd been like a couple of months cuz it was months. the summer summer so i met him in like may or june and the trip was in july and this was going to be your first trip together pretty much yeah and you wanted to do it with another two people strangers it's 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 like a big test to like have a trip with a with someone you're seeing like that sometimes makes or breaks relationships and you wanted to combine that with strangers yeah you wanted to combine that with strangers in a in a car or a van or something and then do it while couch surfing so um the way my brain works i think when there is an opportunity my brain instantly eliminates the risk and the dangers it instantly start like starts fantasizing about what if it goes right like that's just how i am i don't know what's wrong with me but like every time there's an it's idea it's a beautiful thing there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> but <laughs> i can't think of of course there's always something that's a, that could go wrong but my brain is always like what if it goes right what if this turns into the most epic trip right so i just i just like okay let's just shoot email to these people and they responded back saying we would be happy to take you along if you split the gas money and then literally it was thursday um and they were leaving on saturday we had two days karthik had one more week of work left he told his work people i am not coming back to work <laughs> i got <laughs> i got to go on this trip and that's when i was like man this guy is cool like he's just jumping on everything i'm saying like either he doesn't care or like he's just as spontaneous or as crazy as i am so we had one day and um he he had never been camping and this was supposed to be an a through and through outdoor trip they these we didn't know it back then but these people were really active hikers backpackers and everything so uh, he shows up 
on the was a bus stop or train stop where did we meet we met at a subway stop because we had to meet this couple in montreal and we were in toronto yeah it was a seven hour journey so you guys met in toronto you're you were going to be moving to ottawa after so you met him it was like a summer fling yeah and i were like is this going to be a, a real thing so then you find this this other two people in montreal and you're going to do this east coast trip it was it in a car or a van it was in a jeep right all right okay totally it's just typical first few months of dating you know yeah. pretty much yeah so make it to Mon- we made it to montreal um 7 a.m these guys show up on an intersection montreal and they're like hey guys you're super pumped to see us and look they look like normal people nothing wrong and they're like yeah just throw in the bag and let's get in the car we're going like nothing they didn't waste any time they were like yeah let's get in and i was like okay wow. cool we just dumped our bag sat in the back seats yeah it was a long journey from montreal to newfoundland and then we had like 10 hours to kill so those 10 hours we were just going back and forth with questions just to get a sense of what kind of people these guys are and they were super super chill they told us they're gonna hike this they're gonna do this they're gonna do that uh by the time we got to a campsite in newfoundland it was really really dark so and we were just following the map and we just found some flat ground and we started pitching tent in the dark um Kartik had never pitched a tent what did you pitch a tent before mm, I don't think so yeah so I was like in the dark I'm teaching him how to pitch a tent and how to use a sleeping bag but we are having a laugh of our life like we're not stressed about it we're just laughing so much I remember yeah. it so clearly because it was so fun it was windy it was bad weather we were pitching a tent in the dark but we we're just so happy that we are out there we sleep in in the tent we woke up somehow we managed to pitch the tent right on a cliff so dark we didn't see it oh my if god we, if we like maybe drove two minutes into probably would have fallen off the cliff yeah yeah definitely yeah so we pitched a tent there what was there the um the instinct of fear did that kick in that morning when you're like holy shit we're on a cliff did you did you feel fear i think it was more like adrenaline we're like oh shit like <laughs> we were this close to the cliff that's awesome i'm glad we didn't die <laughs> wow that's the outlook we usually have <laughs> yeah and then we just took out the camera because it was such a surreal place it almost looked like ireland and karthik just started shooting pictures um and like we just took pictures wrapped up the tent and went on and and but we we had no plans or agendas whatever this other couple was doing they were like oh we are hiking this we're like yep let's do it anything that couple was offering we were like yep we'll do that yes we'll do that and then that's how we survived the most ad- first adventure trip of our lives so typically you know parents always tell kids especially when they're like kids like don't go into a stranger's car that yeah. thought didn't cross your mind at all you were just like hey strangers on the internet you guys are cool we're going yeah you know i don't know but karthik i think karthik also kind of grew up away from his parents too um but for me i moved to canada when i was 19 and a lot of my life like revolved around trusting strangers and making friends with strangers and um making them a part of my really close circle and just like having faith on people so beautiful yeah. that's yeah. that's same with me i i i honestly believe that a majority number of people are good people yeah that's that's, what, that's we the truly outlook that, we yeah. take and yeah we kind of just it's worked out so far yeah. we haven't felt like we've been in bad situations with certain people or anything like that. God bless. I completely agree too. I I always want to just trust that people are inherently good. 
People may go through bad circumstances um, or may not have the tools to always express themselves well, but inherently most people are, are good. Yeah. Yeah. So Karthik, I I have to ask you, and um, I want to hear from you. I say this from a place of being a a woman that was in the New York City dating scene. And it, it can get so hard to be dating in big cities. And I think at times, there's almost a little bit of hesitation in expressing one's fullest self out of fear of judgment. You know, what, what if this person thinks I'm this, that, whatever, whatever. At, at the end of the day, your fullest self is going to come out. But sometimes it's very hard to express that, especially in the initial days. Sim started expressing her full authentic self to you. And you were just, you were just soaking it all in. Is that what was happening? Pretty much, yeah. It took, it took a lot for me to actually open up and express myself. I think in true, honest terms, like I'm still learning that to fully express myself. I'm not a very expressive guy to begin with. Even with my parents, even with my sibling, I have never been that person that's completely expressive in terms of um, showing my love and affection outright in the open. Um, But the people that are closest to me, they know the way I feel about them. And that's the beauty that that I really liked about Sim too. She understood that about me. And she embraced it. And but at the same time, um, she hasn't been afraid to tell me that you need to be more open. Right. So I've been learning that. And I think I've come a long way since oh, yeah. we've definitely met. Um, yeah. yeah I so think- you. Sorry, I was just going to say, so you were not taken aback at all by like her wild requests of like, hey, we're going to do this. Like not once were you like, this is crazy. No, not at all. No. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I I was completely in line with that aspect of it. So at the onset of this relationship, you both were aligned with your values of just wild, mad adventure without maybe even having had this conversation. Did you guys actually sit down and ever have this conversation of like, hey, what are your values? What's important to you? No, no. No, but it just organically happened. You saw it through each other's actions and behaviors. Karthik, even though you didn't know how to pinch a, pitch a tent, you were a, a good sport about it. Um, you guys had a good laugh about it. And it became very evident that this was something. This was more than something. Like that trip, there were so many points where even I would have said no. If I was in the sense like, if I was thrown into so many back-to-back new scenarios, like Karthik was thrown into camping, hiking, hitchhiking, we even hitchhiked at one point, or doing everything that he's never done before, he just kept going, yes, yes, yes. And I could see it was very, like, uh, authentic yes. It was not like those where he was getting tired of saying yes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something I valued in him so much instantly. I was like, okay, this is a yes guy. I need a yes guy in my life. Mm Because I do spontaneous thing and I need someone who can just you know embrace all of that and we'll figure it out later if it was good or bad but you gotta try it first so that was something I instantly loved about this this man well I think that's kind of what led to the yes for the van life the (laughs) yes for coming across to the U.S. and like a two-day notice. Yes, we have to talk about that. I mean, that was actually the goal of this conversation. But I think even just the the fact that you both aligned in your relationship so organically through through the discovery of this is so valuable for those that are seeking to find a partner because it can seem so hard to find someone that fits. And it's just great to know that 
there are, there are different types of people out there in the world and there somebody will accept you. Yes. And I think talking is always an option. You can talk about all of all about it. But once you do it, that's when you know the real person, right? For so sure. always important to test it out. Like put that person in a real scenario and see how they react. Whatever your priorities are. Yeah. So cut to you guys got married. You bought this van. And, and before getting married. yeah. You bought this van before you got married. You get married. And now you're married with a van. And you got married Feb 2020, so right before the world shut down. You're in Canada at that time? India. Oh, uh, you were in India when the world shut down, but you, your residence was in Canada, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you were in Toronto with this van. You get married in India yeah. in February. You come back, the world shuts down, and now you guys are thinking about what are you going to do while everyone's in lockdown? So what happened when I came back, it was just like on the peak, peak lockdown. I came back March 20th. Canada had just gone into, how long was that lockdown? Like a month lock, yeah, like a month. 30 day. You couldn't go out. Like, like a, you know, the first phases of lockdowns, they were so Oh, intense. I remember. Yeah. So when I came back, there was um, a crazy lockdown for 30 days. And in my mind, I don't know what it was. Just being a newly married wife, I was so committed to keeping us safe from this virus that I I couldn't think of anything else like the first month and a half I was just like I have to make sure we don't get infected I have to make sure everything disinfected I have to make sure I have to make sure my husband is alive at any point and I'm alive did you just have one of your rare bouts of of um, uh, confrontation with fear yeah like literally that was so strange of me I never get scared but for me I was like I'm just starting this like new married life and us being safe was my I literally didn't think of anything else I was like I have to make sure we are safe that's all I could think of Mm -hmm. and that within first month I could see was impacting my mental health because I Mm because I'm so, so outgoing adventurous and like spontaneous and then suddenly i'm just like cocoon in a house um just making sure we're alive and constantly reading news and all of that um making too much ginger tea too much ginger tea <laughs> with Con- haldi oh and with haldi samahan tulsi you every morning i had a ritual one hour ritual and i'm feeding him a big i had to drink it too. i was like you have no choice buddy you have to drink it. this is going for the immunity those whatsapp messages you know they're really impactful yep yeah, and, <laughs> and so it was cut to April and that's when I think Kartik realized that okay she's going a little cuckoo here so we were like hey how about we just go back to the van build you know we are not socializing we have nothing to do we have our van um, at that point we didn't we were not even having the conversation if you're going to go van life or not because yeah. the world was just falling apart it felt like that literally so Kartik was like but we have our camper van we started building it somehow somewhat like the year before 2019 yeah let's mm. just start um continue building we whatever and th- that'll be a good distraction you can focus your energy there and we'll yeah. get to build our van and that was such a good i think the idea was that if we don't do it in the summer months then winter's gonna hit and we're definitely not gonna be able to build outdoors then because we didn't sure. have a garage or anything right we were living in a condo 
So that was the idea and the push for that. We had no plans of actually starting the entire van life journey at that point. We just wanted a project to work on while we couldn't really meet our friends or anything. So we thought, why not focus our energy on this and learn something new and create something? Yeah, it was. it became a quarantine project that you started working on. And then lo and behold, you guys decide to embark on your journey of the van life. Yeah, by the end of the summer, uh, we realized, okay, things are starting to improve. Um, slowly, the world might open up. And regardless, we have to stay locked down in a condo. We could stay locked down in our camper van in wilderness, be somewhere out in the nature in a new location. And, and we were working remote with that intention for the past two and a half years. So I was like, okay, the work is not going to get impacted. So I think it's a smart thing to just start this journey right now instead of delaying it. Yeah, uh, we decided might as well isolate uh, in our camper van in the wilderness, be at a new location and not delay this any further. And um, But again, we were so consumed by the van build process, it felt like it was never coming to an end. And so one day, we just decided to give our landlord a 30-day notice. At this point, our van build is only 50% done. Again, with Sim and her crazy, like random like just throwing things out in the air she's a free spirit she just wants to go 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 and i for some reason said okay and i started typing out the email (laughs) landlord we are ending lease in 30 days after this episode you're gonna get so many dms on instagram to be like how did you put a spell on your husband to make him do whatever you want (laughs) what is the secret what is going in that ginger tea somebody tell me uh, it's the secret, man. It's the secret to make a man listen to you. <laughs> I'm going to tell it really soon. Um, Patent it. Patent it. It'll get bottled up. Our next episode will be in five years. Sim and Karthik, billion dollar startup. <laughs> <laughs> the husband potion. <laughs> yeah, so I remember this like we were sitting in a living room and I'm talking to this guy. I was like, we should give a notice. Literally in 30 days, we should just get out. Otherwise, we'll be stuck here. We'll never leave. And he's like, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. And he goes to the laptop and he starts typing the email. And he's like, okay, sent. It's done. <laughs> done. It so what happened that 30 days was like, it made the whole thing so, so, so real. That we're like, okay, we'll have no home in 30 days. So we have to make our van livable in 30 days. We have to pack everything downsize Because, you know, when you live in an apartment, you hoard so much. Uh, even though we thought we were minimalistic, we were not when we started clearing up and then um, saying bye to friends and just like, it's a huge transition. So, but we took that challenge of 30 days and made it happen. Made it happen pretty good too. Yeah. yeah. I think at that point, no, none of my our social circle took us seriously. They were like, ah, you guys are not going. There's no way you're going. Right. It was a pandemic and we had already announced multiple times that we're gonna go we're gonna go but it never happened yeah so our friends were like this is not happening and here we are seven months later now your route was your original plan was toronto to patagonia correct yes so you guys are in the west coast of canada spending a couple of months you want to cross the border and you make it over through a pandemic um how did you do that so we found out um there was a way to because the shipping companies were still running uh, and the flying was still allowed. So we just managed to combine those two things, found a company that was willing to ship our camper van, do the paperwork for us. 
and we flew with Everest down to LA because that was the only pet friendly flight. Everest, your pup. Everest, our puppy, yeah, uh, to LA and then drove back up to Seattle to pick up our camper van. And yeah, we were in US. And this was in, this was in January? Yeah, this was the beginning of January. Okay, so now you've been on the road already for about uh, six, seven months at this point. Yeah. And, and the end goal was Patagonia. What what does the remainder of this journey look like? Like, what is the route and where is the destination? I think um, because of the scenario that's going on right now with the pandemic, we are letting this be a very free-flowing itinerary at this plan point, uh, depending on how the borders open up, which country feels safe, which country is uh, not opening. We are going to take our time. Yeah, we're just going to take our time and... Um, um, earlier we had a timeline of one year I think for Patagonia yeah but that is too unrealistic at this point so mm-hmm. we have left that open-ended and we will get to Patagonia but we are going to take our sweet time and go being safe being safe is the priority at this point and you both are gainfully employed and doing the remote lifestyle yeah what do you guys do for work I'm in digital marketing I primarily work with search engine marketing and mm-hmm. I'm in IT consulting. I primarily work with a software called Workday. And this was in, an intentional choice to give you the freedom to be remote. So, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was always intentional, but I think we also f- um, work towards making it remote and realizing it by working on our specific skills that could be uh, worked on remotely. Yeah, and making your skill set more and more niche is important too, so that once you're like once your employer values you, um, your client values you, you can be in um, in any like scenario, and they they still let you work. And as long as you deliver what you signed up for, they don't really care about sure. you. Yeah, sure. Sure. So you mentioned this. The rest of this trip is now free flowing. So there is there is no timeline. There's no urgency to get back to Toronto or. I mean, you've let go of your, your condo. So at this point, you could go anywhere. Yeah, there is no home to go back to just an address. So we are open for how many months it's take, it takes to get to Patagonia. Is your van home? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is home. Like where Even sometimes we are parked in such a weird places. And then I'll open the sliding door and it'll be like a weird place. And then I'll close the door. I'm like, oh this is home and you know like you instantly feel it like when the door is closed this is our cocoon this is our safe place and then when you open the door you're like oh this is where I am and I'm so disconnected from the once I close that door you know you feel safe and it's a Mm -hmm. a tiny bubble yeah for sure kind of like how we feel on land the same concept (laughs) yeah can you can both of you perhaps share a story, a time where you were just on the road and you're looking out at, you know, at, at something and there's just, there's a moment of just sheer wonderment and marvel and you pinch yourself to say, gosh, is this, is this real, real life? Is this my life? Yeah, I, th- I think this moment came to us pretty early in the trip. I can specifically remember when we were on Manitoulin Island, Oh yeah, a place that we were not even supposed to go, but we were just crossing by. We're like, why don't we stop by here? That's how usually our trips go. And we stopped there for like a week and there's a beautiful sunset and we were not taking pictures. We were not doing anything. We were just having dinner by the beach. 
watching the sunset. Everest was running around doing his dog thing. I remember that. And we were just sitting there looking at each other. We're like, baby, this is what we always wanted. And we're actually living it. You know, that was like a moment of realization. Realization. Oh, my God. I'm like, wow. Like, we're actually doing this. Like, that was the first time it hit. Yeah. I remember that moment so, so clearly because it was a beautiful sunset. And I made some pasta. Pasta. I made some pasta. And we sat down watching the sunset. There was, and we just looked at each other and was like, we're living this dream. You know, mm. the dream we kept talking about for the f- past so, so many years. It's happening in this moment right now. And mm. that's what it registered to us. Because, you know, the first month of the van life was so hectic in terms of just adapting to being on the road. And so many things to just like plan and arrange and just get every day was like a learning curve. But I think that was like a month into our journey, I would say. Yeah. And that's when we had some like time to just unwind and sit and be like, oh my God, this is what it means like to be on the road and be a van lifer or just be nomadic and being in the moment. You know, this is what we always wanted to feel. And here we are. I think that's why that moment was so powerful for us. So now that you've felt this and you've gotten this kick, do you think you're ever going to go back to, you know, land without the wheels? It is. It feels really like something unnatural for us at this point in the sense we love this life so much mm-hmm. but you know it's not like we want to say oh we'll never have a house we will have a base one day that'll act as a base but we'll always be moving around uh traveling that like this sense of freedom and this sense of nomadic life will be a part of our life and then we'll have a base to, so, yeah. to make it work if we have family or whatever in future but um yeah this 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 feeling will be constantly like in our life. And have you ever wondered how this decision and and this yearning and desire you have is uh, changing or can change the trajectory of your life? Like, do you ever just sit there and think, well, if we lived in a house, our life would be like this, but now it's like this. Do you ever have those thoughts? Um, I, like. We've never regretted this life. We ne- the thing is, we're so grateful and happy. I know as, as, as weird as it sounds, we are genuinely so happy with this life that we never compare it to any what ifs, any sort of scenarios in our heads. That thought never comes to us so far. But um, we, if anything, if, if we think of like, oh, what if we are in a home? We just feel grateful that this is the life we have. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's just put it this way that we do end up getting Airbnbs every now and then just to get a break from van life. And after like two days, we're like, I think we're done. Let's go back into our van. Yeah. Like sure. even, if, yeah. even for a day or two, um, especially like, can I say it? I don't know. Especially when I have my cramps and my periods. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. So especially for those days, I'm like, you know what? I need a chill day. I'm just just being a being a bed with my hot bottle and just like curled curled up and watch some TV, um, and have, we have done that a few times where I was like, okay, I'm, I need that space of that mental space of comfort, right? Yeah, so we would rent an Airbnb for like a weekend, and literally the second day, we both are like, we need to get out of here. This feels so weird. This mm-hmm. doesn't happy anymore. So like being in a home makes us uneasy. Why does it make us uneasy? I don't, know. I don't know. Like, I, I think like we've just like built up this entire uh, van life uh, lifestyle in our head for so long, for two years. A lot of people say that don't jump into van life without having tried it for like maybe 
an extended period of time, like rent a van out before you actually commit to buying it. But we never did that. And we have no regrets of actually not having done that because we had already envisioned ourselves in this lifestyle for so many years that it just felt so natural being in this element that we are in right now. So when we're back inside an Airbnb or hotel for an extended period of time where we feel like we're not out there exploring and why aren't we doing that? What's wrong with us? Yeah, what's wrong with us? Why Why are we trapped in a home? Like we start questioning the other way around. So I just think this is so inspiring because you you guys are not the only ones, right? And this is this is applicable to any life choice that may be different than quote unquote ordinary. And I think that time has finally come where all of us are questioning what is ordinary because we know ordinary doesn't necessarily work. If ordinary worked, we'd be in a very, very happy world, but we're not. So, you know, you guys said that um like you're you're so content and you you can feel unease when you're not in alignment. So this lifestyle, it aligns with the people that you are. It gives you your adventure, your wonderment, you know, your marvel. Um, It's probably really refreshing, even from a relationship standpoint, to have these different experiences together and see new things. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I, I don't think there's, you know, why even question? Why even question when you are so connected with what feels so good to you? You said it so beautifully. Yes, that's that's the word I think I was missing all this while. When people say, "You have, you, do you not miss home? Do you not contemplate going back?" Because we are damn aligned with what we always wanted with ourselves, with our energy, with my spontaneous energy, with Everest being oh, sorry, sorry, with Karthik being on board. <laughs> I'm always Everest sometimes. Oh, I call him Everest like three times a day. I'm talking to you uh, about the bottle after this. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the magic potion. <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely aligned in that sense. And that's why we don't have those thoughts. That is so beautiful and inspiring. And I'm certain that people who are listening to this are so, um, they, they're so vibing with this because many of us have been in, in the situation of wanting to do something that's atypical. It's different. We hold ourselves back because of our own self-doubts, a fear of what will society say? Um, even convincing our parents and getting them on board. I know we didn't fully touch upon that, but you were able to get your parents to be supportive and, and buy into this crazy vision of yours. But for those who are listening, what piece of advice would you impart in helping them kind of embrace their own unique individuality? Yeah, like for us, even though we had this big dream of ours, things didn't feel realistic till we took that first step, which was buying this camper van. Again, on a very, within seconds, we bought this camper van. No test driving, no nothing. No, we just bought it because we saw it. And I was like, baby, this feels like our camper van. I was like, okay. (laughs) Here's the deposit, take my money. So yeah, we kept taking these small steps, like buying the van, breaking the news to our parents, um and like finding remote jobs finding remote jobs so like they don't a vision like this won't happen to you instantly most likely not it'll be a work in progress sure but don't give up keep taking those small steps keep taking them and then one day you won't even realize and boom you'll be living the dream 100% like it sounds such a cliche thing to say but it happens no i totally 
totally um, on the same page. And I love the energy between you. It's like Sim is highly in tune with her intuitions. She saw the van, she felt it. And Karthik just leans into that. And there's something to be said about that synergy too between both of you as a couple. I, it's not something I see very, very common. Um, but there is there is faith and trust, you know, and um, you, you guys are clearly very aligned with one another. And when two people that are so aligned with one another come together, you do create this dream life for yourself, right? So... So kudos to you. I don't typically do this, but I literally have like 50 million questions more to ask you. And I know we're running out of time. So I wanted to do like a really quick rapid fire of like things that I'm just okay. super curious about your lifestyle. Okay. So Sim, I'm going to start with you. Um, and this is totally improv. So let's see where this goes. Um, Sim, since you had to pack with you very, very limited things, what are some things that like you absolutely loved and adored that you could not bring on board? In terms of clothing? Anything. My plants. My house plants were my, my babies. I couldn't bring them. And it was such a painful process. Definitely my plants. Yeah. If you both um, need space from one another, like actual space, where, what do you do? I would go on a really, really, really long hike, like pretty much an entire day, maybe 10 hours long, take Everest and just go off. And Sim will stay in the van or stay around the van and do her thing. I'll read a book and just spend time by myself. How do you maintain your social life? Right now, just a lot of Zoom calls. Um, uh, our friends are always checking on us, where we are, what we're doing. Um, we have a bunch of updates, parents update group, friends update group. So we're constantly updating. Um, but a lot of Zoom calls, yeah. Sim, I know you um, don't really feel, uh, feel fear as much as you've mentioned, but then you have said the word safety several times and maybe because of COVID, that's something that's come to your mind. So how do you ensure that you both are safe 24-7? By limiting our interaction. That's why when you ask me social life, we kind of, it's just me and him and Everest. We do not, you know, if it was a normal scenario, I'll go to campgrounds and I'm a very social person. I'll make friends. I'll talk to everyone you know, have a huge community around us, but we are intentionally avoiding people. Like our interaction without anybody is so, so minimum. So that's from a pandemic perspective. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's more for like the other person than ourselves, specifically because we're the ones kind of moving around. Yeah. So we have to be more responsible in that sense. Yeah. Sure. But what about safety if it was not a pandemic? Just like safety from, you know, a potential robber or... Anything like that? that? I don't feel unsafe. You just don't feel unsafe? No, at least not. I know North American countries are safer, but I know in Mexico, I'll be more aware, maybe figure out more strategies around how to be actually safe. I have some pepper sprayer and stuff like that. I don't know. But you have to equip the van better. Yeah, but so far, we've not felt unsafe for like in, in any other sense. Okay. And lastly... How do you practice self-care in your van life? For me, um, like mentally, it's do doing the things that we love. That would be for mental. Like for he enjoys photography. I love my cooking. So we kind of always try to do that. And our hiking, sunset, watching sunset, see seeing sunrises. And physically, um, what, how do we take care of our well-being? So Everest needs to be walked at least four times a day. And we don't really have like a physical exercise routine or anything, but he's a very active dog. So that's kind of where we get our 
physical balance like the goal is to be as out as much outdoors as possible my question really stemmed from a curiosity since you know i i personally am a huge advocate of self care and doing it in any and all of the different forms available to you um there's no one right way i just think you need you have to do something but we see images of a bath and candles and robes and i just started thinking well they don't have a bathtub and like they have limited space so they don't have robes and i don't know if they have candles and like how many things you can have in an event so how how then are you practicing you know self care but your your answer essentially said that you you seek it in your external environment that's around you and since you're in beautiful beautiful locations it's very soothing to be connected to mother nature so often like what some what the the mental zen space that someone would get from their bathtub and reading a book in a bathtub and candles we can experience that same level of calmness and zen zenness is that a word sure then, <laughs> yeah from uh, watching a beautiful sunset enjoying some noodles or having a masala chai while watching a nice sunset you know like those are very comforting things for us so it's kind of equivalent in that sense i guess shout out to masala chai <laughs> yay Well guys, thank you so much for being on Always Aligning. This was such a fascinating conversation. I am I am inspired, I am impressed. I am um I am ready to plan my next adventure. It will involve a plane, but you know what? It's still going to be an adventure. So kudos to you guys for creating the dream and living the life and I hope you guys stay safe and continue to find wonderment wherever you go. Thank you so much for having us and making us like answer some of the questions because uh, we are always moving and your podcast has made us realize certain things that we just kind of didn't really reflect on and uh, I was sitting this morning thank you yeah and I was just thinking about a lot of beautiful things and made us feel so grateful so thank you so much This is Ashika and you have been listening to Always Aligning the podcast. If you like this episode, go share it with a friend, maybe somebody that's been wanting to take a risk, get on the road, travel, change their careers, and just align with their life a little bit deeper. We will be back next week, next Thursday with episode number 7 in conversation with CEO of Brown Girl Magazine, Trisha Sakujia Valia. Thanks again always aligning listeners for being here. Have a great week.